The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, January 20th, currently 4.09 on the East Coast, here to break down our NFL Divisional Round Player Props. And joining me, as usual, to help me break down the player props for the NFL playoffs, you know him as a voice of the F1 Gambling Podcast, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, of course, the NFL Gambling Podcast, and here on the PropCast as well, it's Rod Gomez. Rod, what's going on, my man? How is it that we are like only a couple of weeks away from actually no more NFL football? I, I just feel like it was yesterday that we were breaking down season-long props and now here we are on the cusp of of not having any more props to break down. Yeah, we have four games this story. We have seven games left for the NFL season. Uh, we obviously, we have the two or sorry, the four divisional round games this weekend, the two conference championships and then the big game to end the NFL season. But you're right. Dan actually texted me today. Uh, he was wondering about our season-long player props, and um, I was him, yeah, I did the final tally, and I had sent him the records and everything. I was like, yeah, we're probably going to do a wrap-up show um, probably maybe during the week where uh, we have a gap um, between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll review those. I think we all had a pretty good um, season-long player prop, uh, prop bets, but um, yeah. It's it's yeah it's 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 been fun man again we've talked about this every single week uh, about player props and stuff like that so definitely looking forward to this week as well my friend um, your Niners are are they the last game on Sunday they are the very last they started out being the very first game of the weekend on Wild Card Weekend and they are the min or the capper for the the divisional round talk about a significant rest advantage for the 49ers this week oh my weekend. god can i stop hearing about all that all these cowboy fans like oh, they had a whole extra couple of days of rest like give me a break these are professional players yeah uh yeah we'll, we'll get uh we'll get rod's prediction at the end of the show for the 49ers um Let's just dive right into it, Rod. I mean, we have uh, we gave out four each last week. Uh, you guys know how we do. We'll have some player props and touchdown props. Um, last week, I think my props ended, I think, either one, three, or two and two. I'll go back and look. I, I think they went two and two. Uh, how did your week turn out last week? Uh, it was not as good as yours, uh, unfortunately. We we didn't get a Kittle TD, which kind of ruined my Kittle and CMC. Pro- I mean, CMC got over 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen with his under 30, 33 and a half pass attempts. I believe that cash Gus Edwards did absolutely uh, more than I think he needed to do. So, yeah, I mean, it was just a rough week overall. We were an Elliott and Pollard touchdown away from cashing that triple triple one. So, yeah, a little heartbreak. Yeah, hopefully we'll bounce back this week. I know uh, my easiest bet last week was a Tom Brady over 42 and a half pass attempts. He ended up with 66 in his final game, uh, or at least for the regular season with Tampa Bay. I know you and I just did a pod 
talking about futures of where some of these quarterbacks are in are going to end up. So if you haven't heard that already, uh, Rod and I did the Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers pod yesterday where we think they are going to end up. It was a pretty fun discussion. So if you haven't heard that already, go back and listen to it. All right, Rod, let's just dive into our player props, my man. Why don't you lead us off? What's your first player prop for this divisional round weekend? There are some fun, fun props out there this weekend. So make sure you're shopping around and looking around for some of these props because, and if you need help asking us where we got them, we'll, we'll definitely tell you uh, offline. Just, just hit us up on our Twitter. But uh, I found one that I really like, and this is uh, Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy combined passing yards over 487 and a half. Sounds like a lot. I get mm-hmm. it. But to hit that, they only need uh, 240 uh, what was it? 244 a piece to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look at what they did last week alone, right? Dak threw for 305 yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, uh, and Brock Purdy threw for 332 yards uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. Look, both of these guys are capable of doing this. Um, and, and Brock Purdy, maybe not so much that we've seen, but, uh, even in his, in his starts, his few starts that he's had, he had 284 yards against the Raiders. 234 against Washington. So again, he's, he crept right up there on that 244 line. But again, we already know that Dak Prescott can, can get over 300 yards if he can keep the ball out of defenders hands uh, or even 244 yards. He had 284 against Tennessee, 347 against Philly, 356 against Jacksonville, 284 against Houston. And these are all in a, in a four game stretch. So again, Dak can get it done. Look at what these defenses, I know that San Francisco defense is stout, but obviously it's a little more stout toward the run uh, as teams can't run. So that means they got to throw against them. Well, over the last three games of the regular season, San Francisco allowed 262.3 passing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. Dallas, on the other hand, 237.7. Numbers that are close enough to 244, I think, that can get you the 487 and a half, 488 actually that you need to hit this prop. And this is at minus one Oh five, but I, I like this because now I'm, I'm putting my fate in the hands of two players instead of just hoping one player hits this prop. Yeah. I think you nailed it with the, with the Niners that their, their run defense has been one of the best in the entire, uh, in the entire football league uh, this season. It's just in the air where they've gotten into a little bit of trouble and, and they've given up the points as well um, over the last uh, three weeks of the season, except for the Cardinals where they were, I think they were down to like their third or fourth drink uh, quarterback at that point. But even the commanders that gave up 20, 34 to the Raiders and also through the air, right? Like we saw Jared Stidham have a pretty good game against uh, the, the 49ers pass defense. And even last week, right? We, we, you and I, I know we're texting back and forth about the game, but Geno Smith had some success in the air as well, at least in the first half for the uh, Seattle Seahawks where he threw for 253 yards. Um, I, I really do see this game going one of two ways rod it's either going to be a, a a shootout where we see a 33 30 type of final or it's going to be a, a clunker where it's going to end up being like 14 to 17 and i'm i i i myself think it's going to be more of a shootout just because i think both teams can move the football on each other's defense and so we talked about you know the niners past defense struggling and Brock Party, everybody's waiting for that game for him to regress. Where it's not happening, he's playing great football, right? And again, we talked about it when he took over as a quarterback for the uh, 49ers team. Is that Kyle Shanahan is, is putting him in the right spots on when to throw the football, when to run the football? And again, last week is a great example of him having that capability of doing so, right? 18 of 33, 132 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, 
it's kind of unheard of right now what Brock Purdy is doing right now for the San Francisco 49ers team. And we know how good the offense is as well for the Cowboys, right? They have their weapons. We saw it last week where they were able to move the football at will against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think both quarterbacks will have success. I, I can't argue against this player prop here, Rod. I love it. All right. Uh, for my first player prop, I am going to go over to the game. Why do I stay in this same game while we're, while we're at it? Um, CD Lamb, longest reception over 25 and a half yards in this game. This has been a prop that I talked about during the regular season as well uh, for CD Lamb. And, you know, there's no question he is the number one wide receiver for this uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, passing attack. And you kind of just look at his game log and was he what he's been able to do as far as catching uh, deep balls from Dak Prescott or even Cooper Rush. Um, last week, he did exactly have 26 uh, as long as reception of 26 yards prior to that. OK, he didn't get it done against Washington, but I think that was kind of a a throwaway game maybe for the uh, commanders and sorry for the Cowboys. But prior to that, against the Titans, 34 against the Philadelphia Eagles, 36, 39 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We kind of go um, uh, prior to uh, or earlier in the season. I'm sorry, against the Vikings, 27, 35 against Green Bay. So it's he's done it more times than not this season against the opposition. And how we just discussed, Rod, that teams have been able to throw the football right now against his 49ers secondary. So I'm going to back CD Lamb here. I think he can get one long reception here of at least 26 yards. Uh, I'll take the over longest reception for CD Lamb over 25 and a half yards. Well, look, I mean, we just saw what DK Metcalf did uh, yeah. against the San Francisco 49ers. So I, I just, I don't, I can't count CD Lamb out of anything. You know, the guy's explosive. And as, as fierce as we think the San Francisco secondary is, there are times where they look very suspect. And when you get a, a receiver like CD lamb out there against uh, that secondary, you know, because look, I, and I've watched this team all season long, that secondary does play for the home run play. I mean, they, they, mm -hmm. they tend to try to, and, and a couple of seasons ago, it was, it was either you throw the ball deep and, and get a, a pass interference call or, you know, you, you complete the pass. So it was just a matter of, um, and, and not that that situation is still the same, but it hasn't really uh, uh, improved all that much, to be honest with you. So I, I could see CD jumping over that that yard marker. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get over to player prop number two. What do you got? So I look. I, I got. I'm a little tired of of just the standard uh, rushing yards and passing yards and stuff like that. So I, again, I'm spicing things up, and I love me some plus money. So Saquon Barkley. I've got a prop on him. The first to twenty rushing yards in that game. Uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. This is at plus 170. It's not, you know, break the bank uh, odds, but I, it's better than trying to grab his his rushing total for negative because you know he's going to go over uh, his rushing total. But mm -hmm. the reason I say he's first to 20 yards is is a couple of reasons. One, the Giants are using Saquon more than the Eagles are using Miles Sanders. And if I were to say anything as far as between Miles Sanders and, and Jalen Hurts, who would get to 20 yards first, I would think that it would be Jalen Hurts between Miles Sanders and, and uh, Jalen Hurts. Because you look back at what Miles Sanders has done, and I'll, I'll use this as an example just to kind of bolster uh, Saquon's case, but uh, the last time they played the Giants, he only had 33 yards. He had 61 yards against New Orleans, 65 against Dallas, 42 against Chicago. I mean, the guys had games of 24, 47, 54. It, it's not as if he's breaking off gigantic, huge games. 
Now, on the other hand, Saquon Barkley, same kind of thing. I mean, it's not like Saquon Barkley is, is putting up MVP style numbers, but at the very least, like we talked about at the beginning, he's getting used a little more than uh, Miles Sanders. Last week against the, the Vikings, he had uh, 53 yards, 58 against Indy, 84 against Minnesota, 87 against Washington. Granted, he's had some clunkers too, 28 against Philly, 39 against Dallas, but I feel like this is a much bit different Giants offense than we've seen the last time they played Philly, and I think they may be on to something. And I think, again, with what uh, Saquon can do, I mean, look, uh, Philly's giving up 4.6 yards per carry uh, the, over the last uh, season. Mm-hmm. And over the last few, it's it's 4.3. Um, the last game they played, they gave up 6.1. So, again, I think Saquon's got a good shot of getting to 20 yards before Miles Sanders, especially if the Giants get possession first and then it's all Saquon. Yeah, look, I mean, Saquon could get this done in one rush, right? I mean, we've he has that that ability and the explosiveness to to do that, and we've seen that multiple times throughout his career um, for Saquon Barkley. And I think you also hit the nail on the head that the Philadelphia Eagles have different guys in that backfield they can hand the ball off to, whether it's Boston Scott, whether it is Miles Sanders, whether it's even Kenneth Gainwell, whether it's even Jalen Hurts himself who likes to run the football as well, right? So there's plenty of of different guys that can run the football, but for the Giants, it's really Saquon Barkley. Um, and you nailed it, right? I think that if the Giants do get the ball first, I think they'll establish the run here a little more uh, and get, you know, Saquon Barkley, you know, establish him in the run game and then and then work down the field that way. So, yeah, I don't hate this problem, especially at plus money for a guy like Saquon. And you nailed it also as well that the Eagles, as bad as the Giants' rush defense has been this season, Phillies hasn't been that much better. I know from a statistical perspective, they're a little bit better, but they're still well below league average when it comes to their pass. Sorry, the rush defense. So um, at plus money, yeah, I can get behind this for sure, Rod. Indeed. All right. Let me get over to player prop number two. I am going to go over to, uh, I have two in the same game. So let me start here with uh, Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go over on his uh, receiving yards. I got this number at 79 and a half. Let me see what the updated number here is still sitting there at 79 and a half. And, First and foremost, there's Jaguars defense that they are facing. They do allow, I believe it was the fifth most uh, receiving yards to that tight end position. Yeah, so they were right behind the Seahawks, the Titans, the Cardinals, and the Broncos, who we talked about uh, throughout the season, where they gave up 61.3 receiving yards to the tight end position. And really what I think what it comes down to for me is that when we get to the playoffs, I think that Mahomes is going to trust the guy that he's been playing with the longest, uh, which is Travis Kelsey, right? And you kind of just look at what Travis Kelsey has been able to do throughout his playoff uh, career as far as receiving yards. He's just been absolutely incredible for this uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes. He's gone over this projection in six straight games in the playoffs at at least 95 or more receiving yards. He had 95 against the Bengals last year, 96 against the Bills prior um, to that, uh, To the, sorry, last year, 108 against uh, the Steelers, 133 against the Bucks in the Super Bowl, 118 in the championship game when the year they, in 2021, uh, 109 against us, against the Cleveland Browns. So he gets the targets. He gets the receptions. There's no question about that. For Travis Kelsey, I think that he's going to have another big game here against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Um, and I know these two teams played earlier this season. I believe he did not get over this number. But again, when it just comes down to it for me, Rod, especially in the playoffs, I do trust Travis Kelty to get it done. And I'm sorry, he did have 81 yards in a meeting earlier this season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And four career meetings against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 100 88, 81, and then all the way back in 2016, uh, where Mahomes was not the quarterback, he had 58 yards. So I'm going to back Travis Kelsey here over 79 and a half receiving yards. That number is so low. I can't believe that it's that feels low. like a ladder situation, right? It does. Yeah. I, I just, I've, I, no, I'm surprised. And yeah, absolutely snatch that up. I mean, I, how high would you go? I mean, I think I would go up to even 89, right? That, that little 89 plateau. Yeah. I was going to say uh, 90 to 95. If you're really a degenerate, I would see if you could get to a hundred. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I mean, I wonder what the, what, how much the number would be affected by that. I mean, if, if we're talking 90, are, are we, are we inching down? What, what is this at right now? What's the, what's the juice? So right now I see seven nine and a half at minus one twenty five. Let me see if I can find alternate uh, receiving yards here. Let's get it down to about I, I would say one hundred five if you went somewhere in that ninety area. Yeah, let me see if I can go to the actual game and see if we have alt receiving yards. Uh, receiving yards. Mm. Don't see it yet. Oh, here, here we go. No, that's a race to race to 60. No, uh, let me see if I can dig it up by the time uh, we get to the end of the show, because I know they usually have them somewhere. It's just about fatter, a matter of me just finding it. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just it's it seems like a safe bet to to have Kelsey. OK, I mean, it's playoff Kelsey, right? I mean, this yeah. is we're, yeah. we're, we're past we're past the point now where we can be surprised that Travis Kelsey has gigantic games in the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let me try one more book here. They usually are pretty good about releasing these uh, ladders early here before the game start. Uh, let's see. Receiving props. Oh, here we go. Alternate. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Here we go. All right. So Kelsey to get 90 plus is at plus 104. And then for him to have uh, at least 100 is at plus 152. Okay. I mean, yeah, not the greatest odd, but... Again, it's the playoffs, right? Like I mentioned, he's had multiple, multiple games where he's gone over 100 receiving yards. Well, if you know something's going to cash, then it's just yeah. up to you to figure out the math, right? Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Exactly. All right, before we get into player prop number threes, let me tell you guys where you can actually get down on some of these player props, and that's going to be at our presenting sponsor, WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit from WinBet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Rod, take us over to player prop number three. My man, what do you got? Well, I've got a head-to-head that I like a lot, and this is actually uh, Jamar Chase. 
He's given up 28 and a half yards over uh, Gabe Davis uh, in this prop. So you're taking Jamar Chase minus 28 and a half receiving yards over Gabe Davis. This is at minus 115. Why do I like this? It seems like such an obscene number, right? I mean, almost 30 yards uh, to two explosive receivers. Well, I I think this this line was being set by the bookmakers looking at what Gabe Davis did last week against Miami, right? I mean, he put up 113 uh, receiving yards on six receptions. That's huge, right? That That's a big number. That's a splashy number. That's going to get the public to say, well, of course he can't. Uh, he'll be able to cover a 28 and a half yard spread against one of the best receivers in the National Football League today. But you go back through his game log before that, 39 yards against New England, 45 yards against Chicago, 56 against Miami, 31 against the Jets, 15 against New England, 38. I mean, the guy has not had a a fantastic season as much as last week says it, right? 836 total yards uh, all told. So already you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, okay, that's just an outlier. Well, you look at Jamar Chase, his game log last week, he had 84 yards. It wasn't anywhere near the 113 that Gabe Davis had. Gabe Davis would have cashed that. But before that, 86 against Baltimore, 79 against New England, 60 against Tampa Bay, 119 against Cleveland, 97 against Kansas City, 130 against Atlanta, 132 against New Orleans. Look, we all know that Jamar Chase is a far superior receiver than is Gabe Davis. Is Gabe Davis talented? 100%. Cannot deny that at all. But in a big game situation... I'm going to pick Jamar Chase over Gabe Davis, who still has to contend with Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, um, you know, and and just a variety of other folks over there, even Isaiah McKenzie at this point. So, um, you know, there's a lot of mouths for for Josh Allen to feed over there. uh, And and yet we all know who Joe Burrow looks to first uh, when, when he's throwing the ball. So I think Jamar Chase is going to at least get 29 yards overall more than Gabe Davis in this game. Yeah, I think the one thing about Jamar Chase is that he's been consistent in in the in the in the playoffs um, in his young career. Right, last season, obviously being the first time that he's been in the playoffs with Joe Burrow, but he was consistent. Right, last year in the wild card round against the Raiders, 116 yards, 109 against the Tennessee Titans, 54 only against uh, in the in the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, but. Um, in the Super Bowl, he had 89 against the uh, Rams. And then last week against the Ravens, uh, he did have 84 receiving yards. Yeah, I know the last two games, Gabe Davis has been absolutely amazing for the um, Buffalo Bills. But I think you're right that we're for Gabe Davis. He might not be the number one or or he's definitely not the number one target for Josh Allen. He'd probably not even in the number two target for Josh Allen, like the two names that you just mentioned with Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox. So uh, in, in, and on the flip side, then you look at Jamar Chase, like you mentioned, the number one target for Joe Burrow is Jamar Chase. And we've seen that not only in the, at the professional level in the NFL, but we saw it in their, in their collegiate ca- uh, career at LSU. Right. So I, I think that, yeah, I, 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 Jamar Chase is, is, the safer bet because just because of the consistency and him being the number one target for Joe Burrow. And again, being a downfield threat, we haven't even talked, we didn't even touch on it, how fast Jamar chase is. And he's that downfield threat. And we've seen that multiple times, uh, not only in the regular season, but we've also seen it in the playoffs as well. So yeah, I can get behind this for sure here, Rod. Uh, all right. Uh, for my next player prop, it's a little square, but it's been a money maker. 
at even money. Give me Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. Um, that's that even money, like I mentioned. Look, when we talk about the playoffs, it, it, it's Patrick Mahomes' time. He turned into an even better magician uh, from what we do see from the regular season, right? He should win the MVP this season uh, for the regular season. But if you kind of just look at his game log uh, of what this guy does in the playoffs, it's just absolutely incredible to see. He's consistently throwing for a lot of yards, um, and he's, he he wins, right? But if you also look at how many touchdowns this uh, uh, guy throws in Patrick Mahomes, he's thrown for at least three touchdown passes in four of the last five um playoff games last week uh, sorry last season in the uh playoffs wild card game five touchdowns against the uh buffalo bills in the divisional round three touchdowns against the Bengals in the championship game three touchdowns go prior to that uh the year that they made it to the super bowl against uh, the tampa bay buccaneers give a lot of credit to the buccaneers on how well they defended them they didn't give them any touchdowns but in that afc championship against the bills had three passing touchdowns, and he had um, back in the 2020 season uh, three games when they the year they won the Super Bowl uh, before they got to the Super Bowl. He had three touchdowns passing in each of those games as well, and he's had a lot of success in his career against the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. So, in the matchup earlier this season, uh, back on November 13th, 26 of 35, 331 yards, four passing touchdowns. Back in 2019, where he did face him again. Three passing touchdowns, and back in 2018, did have a great game, but didn't have any passing touchdowns in that game. But he's, excuse me, been more consistent about these passing touchdowns than not. And I'm definitely going to be backing Patrick Mahomes in those situations where he's just a magician with even guys like Travis Kelsey in that end zone um, where where they really do get creative and he gets those touchdowns. So I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns here, Rod, at even money. Well, I mean, you could automatically pen in Jarek McKinnon to have a receiving touchdown in this game. They love to throw the ball to Jarek McKinnon to get him in the end zone. Obviously can put Travis Kelsey in the end zone as well because Travis Kelsey scores touchdowns. So now all you got to do is just either give another one to either one of them or, you know, maybe a Kadarius Tony comes in there and catches one or, you know, maybe a Juju Smith-Schuster gets one in the end zone. Um, he ba- Who did he barely miss? Um uh, it was a game where I think he only had two. Let me double check here. Yeah, and he barely missed it. Anyways, but I look to have Patrick Mahomes cross this threshold in the playoffs. I I almost feel like it's a no brainer. So, um, I do like this prop. I just I fear for what they're about to do to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and and I say that because we all thought that the the, the it was in the bag for the Chargers, and then they beat the Chargers. But we know young teams like that they they come out confident because they got the win yeah but at the same time they're they're not going to be ready for what mahomes and company is going to bring to them so yeah i mean they really had no business winning that game right the Chargers pretty much just fumbled it away um when they were up what 27 to 7 at at halftime and and let jacksonville uh get back in the game but um yeah i mean look you're now having to travel to arrowhead stadium um, I don't think they call it that anymore, but I'm still going to call it Arrowhead Stadium. Um, and and going up against that crowd, I think it's going to be difficult for uh, this young football team. But I think yeah, Mahomes and, and this offense should have success here against the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, on Sunday. Uh, sorry, on Saturday. Uh, all right, Rod, take us over to your last player prop, and then we'll get into some touchdown player uh, touchdown props here. All right, I'm going to turn my attention to Josh Allen. 
Not that Josh Allen. The Josh Allen on the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is the defensive player uh, over there. He has a sack prop of 0.75. So he just needs to get a sack to cash this prop. This is actually a plus 155. Shop around for that if you can find it. But I look, for Josh Allen, he's playing up against Patrick Mahomes. Not the easiest guy in the world to sack, but... Uh, you know, Josh has actually had his opportunities against some not easy uh, opponents to sack last week against Herbert. Actually, Herbert got sacked three times in that game. Josh Allen had one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go back into the regular season. Four out of the last five games for Allen. Did he get a sack? He got a sack against Tennessee. He sacked against Dallas. He did, missed out on getting a sack against any one of the New Jersey or the New York uh, Jets. New Jersey <laughs> might as well be New Jersey. <laughs> the Jets quarterbacks, but he did sack. Um, and Houston and another sack in Tennessee. So mm-hmm. uh, he's been very active in the in the sack game as of late. Like I said last week, they got to uh, Herbert three times. Mahomes, not necessarily known to be sacked again, like I said, but he got sacked twice against the uh, Raiders. Um, and he had got sacked once against the, or Seattle, sacked him once. Houston got him twice. Uh, in fact, it, it, Tennessee got to him four times in a game. So he's been sacked. It's not easy, but he's been sacked. And I think uh, Jacksonville is going to have to pressure Mahomes. They're going to have to have Allen do what he does best, and that's get to the quarterback um, and 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 maybe track down Mahomes behind the line of scrimmage. It might not be pretty, and it might take almost all game to get there, but I have a feeling that Josh Allen, especially, like I said, at plus money, can get himself a sack in this game given that he's already done it five out of the last six times. Yeah, I think that this might be a situation where it may take the Chiefs a while to get going here just because they've had some time off. Now, as I say that, they're probably going to be up 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Uh, but, yeah, I think there are ways to get to Patrick Mahomes. And I think that if the Jacksonville Jaguars won a remote chance of winning this game, they are going to have to pa- uh, pressure Patrick Mahomes and it's going to have to le- be led by Josh Allen um, in that front seven for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I mean, you laid out the numbers where he's done it, what, five of the last six games recorded a sack at least. Um, I think that, you know, there is, again, a realm of possibility where this can happen again. And it's not like, I mean, we know that Mahomes is superhuman, but when it comes to sacks, there's always a possibility where he does and can get sacked. So I I think that, yeah, uh, I can definitely get behind this one as well. Um. I was looking for Brandon Ayuk's number here because ever since he, um, Brockstar has taken over as the starting quarterback, Brandon Ayuk has been uh, he's been getting fed the ball by uh, Brock Purdy. Um, I currently see his number at fifty three and a half for Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to go ahead and take that over as well. Um, you take a look at the last four games for Brandon Ayuk. 81 receiving yards on seven targets. 101 receiving yards on 12 targets. 59 on five targets. And then last week, just on three receptions and five targets again. 73 uh, receiving yards. Now, I'm a little more intrigued to see what his longest completion will be because... Or sorry, longest reception is because he's had long receptions of 54, 23, 22, and 31. Let me see if I can dig that up here real quick. Uh, longest reception, 22 and a half 
from Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I'll I'll stick with the yardage. I think that number is a little conservative here for Brandon Ayuk after he's done it for four straight weeks. Um, so yeah, I'll, that'll be my player prop number four here. Uh, Brandon Ayuk over what I say, fifty four and a half. Let me go back to the screen. Yep, fifty. Sorry, fifty three and a half. Um, again, I like we talked about Rod, and we'll get your thoughts on the game before we wrap up the episode. I just feel like it's going to be a back and forth in this game. Um, and we'll see, you know, yardage and points being put up. And I think that Brandon Ayuk has found his way with Brock Purdy as the quarterback. And then, like I talked about over the last four weeks, including the playoff game last week against the Seattle Seahawks, where Ayuk was able to get over these yardage marks. So I'll go Brandon Ayuk over 53 and a half, uh, receiving yards as my last player prop here, Rod. So people were already scared of Debo Samuel. I mean, that that's a given. You have to be scared of Debo Samuel. You put Christian McCaffrey into the mix and it's, oh yeah, we still have Brandon Ayuk who can do fantastic things uh, in this offense as well. And I think Brock Purdy is, has been, if nothing else, the strongest part of his game is recognizing which weapon to use at which point. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, you look at what he does and his first read isn't there. That's fine because he's still got four other reads in his in his repertoire that he can look around for, and he does that. So for Brandon Ayuk, he has been a beneficiary of exactly that. Where you know you turn to Debo, Debo's not open. You turn to Kittle, Kittle's not open. Ayuk, all of a sudden you find him in a, a slant pattern, and he's able to get the ball. But what Brock Purdy's been doing great too is is he's been able to to lead his receivers into yards after the catch, which is exactly what Niners receivers love. And that's where Brandon Ayuk, I think, is getting a, a majority of his run is is that yard after the catch. So um, in yak yards alone, I think you're going to hit this. Yeah. Um, and like you mentioned, right, he's had those um, receptions where they have gone for long yardage as well. So and it, it, for, for Ayuk, it, it hasn't been where he needs to catch the ball six to seven times to get over this number, right? He's been a great yak guy, like you mentioned, also a downfield target for um, for the San Francisco 49ers. So I'll take that as my last player prop for this divisional round weekend. Rod, let's dive into our touchdown uh, props here. Anytime touchdown, first touchdown, last touchdown, anybody to find the end zone here. What do you got for this week? Uh, well, I'm going to stick in that game. And and here's the thing. I'm not going to go anytime touchdown because there's really not a whole ton of value in a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. <laughs> it's going to happen. I mean, this is this is a foregone conclusion. Now, my buddy Cody on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast says, you only pay the juice if you lose. Yep. Uh, but an anytime touchdown for McCaffrey is about 150, minus 150 rather. So yeah. if you want to eat it, that's fine. Work the math out for yourself. But... If I'm gonna if I'm gonna bet on a Christian McCaffrey touchdown, I'm gonna go ahead and, and say first touchdown. This is at plus five hundred yep. uh, for a first touchdown, and I say this and and because look, McCaffrey has actually uh, uh, been like I said, money uh, in the banks. But I, I think in the first quarter, or at least for the first uh, uh, score, he's he's a good bet as any. Um, and let's see, I, I have the uh, stats right here um, where he had six as a, as a running back. And then uh, five as a pass catcher. So, you know, he scored in the first quarter in the last two games. Um, so, again, I think this is a, a game where they're going to have to get McCaffrey involved early. Mm -hmm. And if they can get down the field and close enough to the five, you know, 10 yard line, they'll get him in there. It doesn't have to be a rushing touchdown. It could be a passing touchdown, too, which he's done in spades. He's at 12 
since he became a Niner. It's just insane. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and put the value on him scoring first in that game at plus 500. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's if if the 49ers are going to win this game, you know that Christian McCaffrey and or Debo Samuel both had a big game and they found the end zone. And and like you mentioned, CMC has done it ever since he stepped he stepped off the plane. Uh, when he landed in Santa Clara for the San Francisco 49ers. And look, he's a big part of their offense, right? Last week we saw he had a big game um, and they went pretty much all in to get CMC on this 49ers team and take some of that pressure off of some of the other guys on offense more. And so like you mentioned, Debo Samuel and, you know, Craig, uh, George Kittle has looked good as well. So um, for Christian McCaffrey, I think that again, that we'll see that if the Niners get the ball first, or even if they don't get the ball first, I think that their defense is more than capable of forcing that three and out that you'll see a methodical drive down the field, hopefully ending in a touchdown by uh, Christian McCaffrey. So I can definitely get behind that. It's, it, we know that he's going to find the end zone. It's just we're hoping that he does it first uh, in this game for this uh, game between the Niners and the Cowboys. Um, all right, so we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. I think we all we have to mention it is that uh, Boston Scott, he's going to find the end zone against the Giants. Um, he has faced them in, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight career games dating back to the 2019 season. He's scored at least one touchdown in seven out of those last eight games, or sorry, seven of those eight games, and he scored at least one rushing touchdown in five straight games. And I know Sean has been on this all, all all week waiting for this price to drop at for him to score a touchdown at any point of the game is I think it was plus three eighty is what I saw. Where are the Eagles? There we go. Um, Boston Scott. Yeah. Plus three seventy right now for him to score a touchdown anytime. If you want to get on the first touchdown, it's 20 to one right now. Let's get that out of the way. Um, and then the other one I was looking at for this game again was also Dawson Knox. Um, it, whenever the playoffs come around, this guy has been a a big red zone target and a guy that can um, score touchdowns for the Buffalo Bills. We saw him have the incredible catch last week as the first touchdown scorer. That one I think was around twelve to one, same price that it is right now for first touchdown. But for any time touchdown for Dawson Knox plus one eighty. Uh, to find the end zone. So those were the two that I was looking at here, Rod, uh, to um, find the end zone here. And you know what? Give me the 49ers defense slash special teams anytime touchdown. Pick six. I'm calling it right now, Rod. Dak Prescott's going to throw a pick six plus 390. You're going full D-Gen on everybody today, aren't you? Giving out Boston Scott, giving out defensive touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> No, I, and I love it, though. I mean, the Dawson Knox one, that's almost a, an absolute no-brainer just from the simple fact that it's Dawson Knox, man. I don't know how it is that he ends up finding the end zone as much as he does, but, um, yeah, I, I love that one as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, as far as Boston Scott's concerned, that that's going to be a fun one to, to root for. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the I think the full DGen army, the DGens only, are all behind this prop uh, as well. I know Sean's been touting it all week ever since uh, he knew the matchup was going to be between the Giants and the uh, Eagles uh, for this divisional round. So um, I mean, at plus three eighty for a guy that's done it in eight seven out of the eight career games against the Giants, um, I think there's significant value there for him to find the end zone. 
All right, uh, Rod, let's get into our best bets for this divisional round weekend. Uh, why don't you lead us off with your best bet? What do you got? I think the best one is the first one I gave out, and that's Prescott and Purdy over 487 and a half passing yards. Like I said, I know it's not plus money, and I know it's not the sexiest of bets at minus 105, but it's just this one's going to hit. I mean, both of these quarterbacks are going to hit this 250. I mean, I, I believe they're both going to get over 250, which puts you at 300, which easily cashes this prop. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, again, we know that these guys have good running backs, but uh, these running backs can also catch passes. I mean, C- Christian McCaffrey is is a gigantic threat in the passing game. Tony Pollard, the the same thing. So um, I'm not worried about their their capability of getting at least 244 yards in this game. So I feel like this one's an easy cash. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I said this. I think this will just might be one of the games where it might turn into a shootout, uh, just because again, both offenses are more than capable of of, of doing that and. Now, both both pass defenses are a little bit suspect. We talked about it with the Niners. We talked about it with the Cowboys. Um, and again, I think it's going to be a great game to watch for sure. But um, yeah, I can again, it's it's a very 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 likely scenario where both these quarterbacks combined uh, get over the uh, uh, the of the number that you uh, did give out uh, for Prescott and Brock Purdy combined. All right, for my best bet, I am going to go to Travis Kelsey. Over 79 and a half receiving yards. I think, again, both Rod and I agree that number is a little bit conservative here for Travis Kelsey. Jaguars gave up the four, sorry, fifth most um, receiving yards to the tight end position. And like I mentioned, Travis Kelsey has done this, uh, what was it, five straight career games in the playoffs um, against the opposition. And again, like I mentioned, that Holmes is going to look for. Travis Kelsey is the most reliable receiver um, in this game and all throughout the playoffs. He's actually done it in six straight games where he's at 95 or more receiving yards. So uh, I think this will be another big game for Travis Kelsey and this uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense. So I will go Travis Kelsey over 79 and a half receiving yards for a lot of this up to 100. You could get it at plus odds for sure. Uh, But for the show purposes, Rod, I will give it out at over 79 and a half as my best bet. I'll take it all day, every day. All right. So that is our player props, best bets, and touchdowns. Uh, Rod, you are the 49ers fan, my friend. They are the last game on Sunday night. They are going to be hosting the Dallas Cowboys in this game at home, where I think a lot of people have forgotten how good the Niners have been at home this season. They're actually 8-1 and one straight up, which kind of surprised me for some reason, but at the same time, it did. But as a Niners fan, how do you think this game plays out, my friend? So here's the thing. This is all going to come down to pretty much Purdy. I mean, obviously, the moment has not been too big for him yet. And and I find that to be uh, surprising and, and, and really, honestly, pleasantly surprising just for the simple fact that he's been able to continue to play um, a smart game. I mean, I, I know the, the term game manager ends up coming up all the time, but to me, that's not necessarily a derogatory term because you want your quarterback to be able to manage the game. Like you yeah. need him to be able, if you're relying on your quarterback to be the sole part of your offense, you're going to lose every game. You need him to be able to find his playmakers. You need him to be able to get the ball out to the folks that are going to make the bigger plays than he can. You can't just wind up and throw the ball deep every single time. Yeah. With that said, uh, this defense is going to be able, or this defense is going to have to really step up too, because Dallas is prone to mistakes. 
I mean, we know when we joke about Dak Prescott throwing interceptions all the time. So what Dallas or what the Niners need to do on defense is to continue to make life uncomfortable for Prescott in the pocket to force those turnovers, to force him to throw the interceptions. So that means Bosa is going to have to get after him. You know, all the linebackers are going to have to get after him. Like, it's just, it's a matter of they're going to have to continue to put pressure on Prescott to force the turnovers. And if they do that, there's a very clear path to which uh, they can, they can win. And it's not going to be easy. This is not going to be an easy game. And if you're a Niner fan, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're in for a afternoon of absolute teeth grinding uh, you you probably should just take your watch off that that measures your heart rate because it's probably going to be <laughs> yelling at you uh, all day long to to calm down. So this is going to be a game where, but it'll be a good game to end the weekend with yeah. uh, between these guys. So I mean, if Christian McCaffrey can continue to do what he's done, if Brock Purdy can continue to do what he's done, and that defense absolutely stifle the Cowboys, I I don't see a reason why the Niners can't walk away with yet another win. Uh, and head into the conference championship with a with a pretty sizable momentum, and they'll be coming on a short week too. So blah. <laughs> I think that number one, there is something to, and it is a it, it's, it is a disadvantage for the for the Cowboys because number one, uh, throw the rest advantage out the window. But I think this is their fourth or fifth straight road game, if I'm not mistaken. It's something I need to go back and look at, but. The travel situation is, is something of significance here for the Cowboys as well, right? They traveled, I think their last game was in Washington. They traveled back home to Dallas, Dallas to across the country, down to Florida, Florida back to Dallas. Now you have to travel from Dallas to the West Coast. And I think there's something to that, right? And I think that is it is a disadvantage. I think as a Niners fan, that is, you know, it is what it is that you're you you're you play the cards that you're dealt, right? And but I think from a from an X's and O standpoint, I think you hit the nail on the head is that this defensive line is gonna have to create some pressure off um uh, or sorry, create pressure on Dak Prescott and then get him a little bit rattled because once he gets rattled a little bit, he turns into a different quarterback. If you don't hit him and if you if you if you don't create that pressure and get in his face, and if he can if he's able to stand back there on the football around. He's just going to gain more confidence. But if you're able to get to him, throw him on the ground, get some sacks, that, that that rattles Dak Prescott, in my opinion. But you're right. I think this might come down to the game or, or come down to the final possession where the team walks off with a game-winning field goal. Hopefully it is the 49ers. Um, but again, I, I think the other key thing for me for the 49ers is going to be limiting the big plays. Um in this game where I know they've been compromised in that secondary, but if you're able to keep those receivers in front of you, especially guys like CD lamb um, and not give up the open looks that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave up last week, I think they should have a path to victory here. So it's going to be fun to watch. I know everybody's waiting for that moment where Brock Purdy, you know, caves and looks like a really quarterback. It hasn't happened yet. I don't think it's going to happen this week either. Again, coaching is a huge thing in the NFL. And I think we've seen that, uh, with not only Daniel Jones, with uh, Brian Dable taking over, but also with Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan and that coaching staff there as well. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go twenty three twenty as my final score. Niners get it done. All right, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, let's see, I'll say thirty four to. Th- 
31. Well, no, 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 no. Let, let's not go that high. I'll say 34 to 26. We'll give them that. All uh, right. Final. But here's the thing. The Niners have proved that they can get punched in the mouth and continue to go. That yeah. second quarter last week was the worst they've looked in weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and yet they came back out after halftime and, and said, we're through with this. So, I mean, when you can see that kind of a turnaround in one game, yeah. like I, 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 like I said, I, I think they're going to go all the way, but that's just me being a fan. Uh, and and I, I just, yeah, it's a good team. I think the key is if the Niners are up at halftime, they will win this game because they've been such an incredible team in the second half. And I think that you're right. It's going to come down to that second quarter that if they're, you know, they're, they're able to get through the first quarter, not make the mistakes that they did last week against the Seattle Seahawks in that second quarter had the lead at the half. We've seen how great this team has been in the second half throughout the season and the adjustment that they had last week as well. So um, I think again, the, the, the Cowboys, are now going to have their hands full with the dynamic players that the Niners have. And I'm not sure they have enough to keep up with those guys. When you talk about Debo Samuel, CMC, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, throw in that Kyle Juszczyk in that conversation as well. So I think it's going to be, might be a long day for the defense of the Cowboys as well here. Hope so. All right, Rod, that is going to do it, my man. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, bud? Well, just follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. As always, there's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review or anywhere else where I might be contributing. Just find it all right there. Been so much fun. Can't wait to do this again next week uh, to break down the conference championship rounds. Yeah, we'll be down to the final four next week. AFC championship, NFC championship, and then we'll determine which two teams will be headed to the Super Bowl. Um, can't wait, man. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's a good weekend of football. Definitely going to be cheering on your Niners for sure. Got a lot of future tickets on them to not only win the NFC, but also win the Super Bowl. So hopefully they can get, take care of the hated Cowboys uh, here at SGPN. All right. Like Rod said, make sure to follow him on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll talk to you guys next week. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>